Oh, we're live. Eight seconds live. I didn't even know it. Hats on crooked. The boys aren't here. I just sent out the link. This is going to be really dynamic today. We are doing the recap of event one from the Rogue Invitational. Uh, just the men. The women are, have not gone yet. We just had both heats of the men go. We're joined by Brian Friend. What's up, Brian? Uh, what's up? Can you hear me? Ooh, that's loud. Ooh, that's loud. You're good. That's not usually the problem with you. Sounding good. Hello, everybody. Is that better? What's up? Uh, no, I don't think it's your fault. It's my fault. My computer's full blast. What's up, John? John, is it raining where you're at? I got like, yeah, I got like 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, we'll let you go first then. What is your first assessment? Uh, let's talk about the event first in its totality, not specifically event number one. What did you think about the show, the field, the athletes, the timing, etc.? Go ahead, John. Um, I wish the, the, uh, leaderboard had like a running update. It did at the end, which was nice, but it didn't for the first, the first heat. But other than that, I think it looks pretty good. I think it looks better than you think. Uh, I think we're spoiled. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having the, the, uh, spoiled. Of course I would have liked the leaderboard. Um, the, the real issue, and it's the same problem we have at the games is we don't know what's going on on the side. And so, um, uh, like, like I, I, by the side, I mean the people who aren't necessarily in the lead, like it looked like Guy was having some serious issues and there could have been a lot of drama there if they would have showed it to us. And so that, those are the things I'm disappointed about. But of course I'm nitpicking how, uh, the, the actual footage looked amazing. The field looks amazing. Um, the, uh, the hill is much better than I ever imagined, um, in terms of, uh, a man-made hill. It's pr pretty cool. Kudos to Rogue. Brian, what? Uh, what did you think? What, what, what's the big, big picture impression of the um, event? Yeah, well, I think the you know the the layout, the field that they have there looks great. The setup is really cool and unique. But I think in the midst of the competition, like John was saying, we don't get to see all of it play out. It doesn't. I'm not sure what kind of cameras they have set up there that can maybe show the entire field at once if they want to. Um, but it was a lot of, you know, they, they zoomed out to it a couple of times towards the end when there were some races done, like, uh, there were a couple of close races, which is nice. You know, Madero, BKG and Cole Sager were very close. And then Guy and Lazar were very close. Um, and we were able to see those. So that was nice. But for a majority of the event, uh, yeah, it was the close ups on, on Velman and Madero's in the middle of the field out in the lead. Um, but I mean, that's basic. like, if you're watching CrossFit on YouTube, you know, or live broadcast, that's pretty much what you get. Uh, I, does John get credit for saying that, not seeing the guys on the side, or do I get credit for that? John. Oh, that's weird. It could be a uh, team effort. John, I must have not been listening to you, John. My bad. Uh, John, your neck, someone says John's neck is thick. That's just camera angles, buddy. He's, John is 125 pounds soaking wet. Um, what, uh, <laughs> Are you guys, you guys, I mean, I think I can answer for you, but I want to hear you guys say, are you surprised at how the turnout, um, how people finish this event? John? Mr. Young. Top, not really the top. Uh, I am surprised at how good Hopper did. And, and, and why is that? What did you, where did you think, where did you think his weakness was going to be? 
Uh, the rope climbs. I know he's tall, but if you go back and watch the rope climb event at the games, he's not the best at climbing ropes. He's just he's kind of awkward and he's not like super fast when he climbs ropes. Uh, but he uh, paced this perfectly and he came out of those second five in the lead. And I thought he did this event about as good as he could have done it. He froze. He froze. He froze. He froze. He froze. This yeah. is what happens when you try to do a, car, a show from your car. <laughs> I think uh, I think Brian brought um, uh, John Young on just so Brian's audio would seem good. I had to do something. I was I was getting you know just slaughtered in the comments. Uh oh, uh oh! I just got a text. Uh, CrossFit Games drug testing policy has been brought to the forefront in recent weeks on the backs of two high-profile cases involving individual athletes' positive tests. What happened? Do we, is this is this uh, something new out of the morning chalk up? What are you looking at? Someone just sent me uh, a morning a comment from the morning chalk up that we have two more. Uh, click to read Tommy's deep dive into the complex relationships CrossFit Games and drug sanctions. Oh shit! Is that something new? From the morning chalk up, Brian? Sorry, I know it's off topic a little bit. What is the date of it? Uh, it says one day ago. <sighs> Maybe it's a Tommy Marquez drug testing program. Sorry, I don't mean to derail us. We can circle back after we lose John. After we lose John. Uh, Pat Vellner, you guys aren't surprised at all. No, no, no. I mean, look, first of all, um, he's, you know. he. Right, Brian? He's a, he's like really, really good at pacing workouts. Um, he understands his capacity for things. And honestly, I thought that was the main difference in this workout between the guys that did well and the guys that didn't do well. In both heats, the the leaders in the early part of the workout faded hard to the back of the pack and, um, you know, finished last or near last in the event. And I, I just don't get it anymore. Like we're, we've had the sport's been around long enough. These guys are good enough. I understand that like sometimes you're in the heat of competition and it gets the best of you, but we're talking about like, these are supposed to be the 20 best guys in the world. You know, when I go to do a workout, I know I'm not like very good relative to them, but I have a very good understanding of what my capacity is. And if I have 10 rope comes with a weight vest, I'm not going to burn out in the first five. And that's what we see here is that people are just doing, you know, they're burning out in the first five and they got nothing left on the back half. And I don't, I don't like to me, that's inexcusable for athletes of this caliber. Uh, holy cow, Brian looks like Forrest Gump when he ran across the country. Um, I, <laughs> Brian, Brian, so let, let, let's play the other side of it. What excuse would you make for them? Is it is it is it nerves? Is it adrenaline? Is it the one point four million dollars? Like, how, how, what excuse can you make for them? Yeah, you know, I, I guess in, in you know in this case, I think it was Henrik Apelainen and then Alex Vigneault who who really like stood out. Obviously, Jason Smith and a couple others had some problems with the rope climbs, but those were the guys that took the early lead and finished towards the end of their heats. And maybe it's just one of those things where you want to shoot your shot. You know, you're gonna, I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to go for it. And if it doesn't go well, it doesn't go well. Um, you know, I, fine. But it's the first of it's the first event of the competition, and to me, I would want to go out there with my plan. And CrossFitters talk about this all the time with my plan, execute it well, see where I fall, feel good about the way I executed it and set myself up for a good competition. I wouldn't want to have the opposite. I wouldn't want to go out too hot, fade and burn, and then be left having to deal with that for the remaining six events. Have you ever had a, a, your, your, your grip go out in a workout like where it just won't come back? And, yeah, and, and, and was it a barbell or was it a rope? 
Um, I've had it on um, like barbell cycling where I've just like th thrown the bars, I kind of grab it. And I also have had it on uh, like high volume pull-ups where I, you know, just in like the last, but it, what happens is it's like the last set, the last couple reps, like I just reduced the singles. I don't know if I've ever had it on a rope climb because I'm afraid to have it happen on a rope climb. Um, I, I, I like your justification of why why those certain guys went to failure. Like basically, are you saying that you thought that they they know that they couldn't win necessarily, so they just fucking go for broke? Their only hope is to throw that Hail Mary pass. Am I understand that right? It's a calculated risk. Yeah, yeah. I know we're speculating. Yeah, possibly, and um, I don't know. I mean, it's it is possible you get caught up in the heat of the moment. I think it's more likely in the case of a uh, Henry Capalainen, a younger, newer athlete in the sport. Alex Vigneault has been around a while. I'm like, I'm pretty surprised that that happened to him. Uh, so the go ruck is basically that thirty minute just time gap is brutal. That thirty minute time gap is unnecessary. Oh, what do you mean by that? Explain. I mean, it was just you know, that's. You got to test a workout like that and, and understand that like athletes of that caliber should be finishing under 12 minutes. So you put a 15 or 16 minute time cap just in case someone blows up and that's plenty. If you sit there for three, four minutes doing nothing, fine. If you sit there for 15, 16 minutes doing nothing, it's, it's completely unnecessary, embarrassing and a waste of everyone's time. What would you guys have made the time cap? 15 minutes. Humiliating, kind of. Did anyone go over 15 minutes? Jason Smith didn't finish. He literally had to sit there on the field for like 20 minutes just by himself. Ooh, I saw that. Okay, so that's why that event went so long. Okay. Okay, I didn't realize that they were letting that clock go out. Man, I wonder why they did that. Who does the programming for Rogue? Do we know? Oh, yeah, Spieler and Frony. Rich and Chris. Yeah. But, they, but that doesn't, you know, when we, we've talked about this, I think, when, they, when we say that they're doing the programming, we don't it's not guaranteed that they're in charge of every aspect or element of it. So they might say, yeah, here's the workout, but they don't make the day's schedule probably. And I don't, you know, I don't know who does that, but I thought that that was really strange to have that long of a time cap. And I also thought that the amount of time between heat one and heat two was kind of unnecessary. Like I would understand the gap in time between men's event one and women's event two, they have to change the field and whatever else. It seemed like there was a lot of time, like 15 minutes between events on top of a 30-minute time cap, which just seems like an unnecessary stringing out of the day. You know, I, I don't know how many people want to sit here and watch, uh, you know, advertisements scroll on their screen for, for 30 minutes between events. I feel like you're going to lose a lot of audience that way. Why not condense it? Have them, like, this is the time it's going to start. We got 15 minutes, three-minute changeover, 15 minutes. Then we got a 30-minute break till the women. I like it because it gives people like us time to come in and capitalize on it. Like I just keep. Oh, we're not going to. No, 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 no. But we're not going to do that between event heat one and heat two. Correct. I hear I'm you. Saying, but I'm roll just, out yeah. the men's heats, right. then have the break. Right. Right. I hear you. I hear you. Um, they called the um, hill Modder Hill, and that's uh, Katie. Um, Katie's uh, a maiden name. I wonder if it's named after her or. Is it named after Rick Motter, who's her father, who I'm pretty sure has a pretty senior position over at Rogue? Um, in all the years that I've known them, which is since the beginning, he's always been around. Um, Do you think that who's it, it named after really Motters? Uh, no, it doesn't. But it's still fun to talk about. That was a joke. Do you get it? <laughs> just just like just like john's internet connection hey john you know what i'm gonna have to tell you something uh, you might as well not come on the show anymore and just go to barbelljobs.com 
and look for a job, John, because we're done with your shit. Um, okay. Um, I noticed, and, and, and granted, I know that we cannot see um, everything that's going on, but I noticed that Jason Hopper was doing a little bit of a jog up the hill and down the hill. A jog is a gross exaggeration, but bear with <clears> me. <throat> he was faster than all of the other guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I, I'm wondering why the guys, at least on the downhill, didn't try to, you know, um, that could give you six seconds if you were to go down the hill and gain two seconds each time. Did you notice that? Um, I, I saw some people kind of semi-jogging down the hill, but most of them were just walking with, you know, I would call it like a deliberate walk on the way up. Yeah. Um, it's, I uh, think that hill's a lot steeper than it, than it first looked when like the athletes were doing Instagram videos day in like the last two days. Yeah, I agree. It was still nice to see Jason make that extra, um, that extra effort. Uh, if I remember correctly, Vellner finished a minute faster than Hopper. A uh, one Oh eight minute and eight seconds. Yeah, that's a lot, right? Yes, but um, you know, Hopper's time ends up fifth overall. So that's you know, that's a very respectable finish on this workout. And if you look at the guys who finished ahead of him, it's really, you know, it's a very commendable finish. You're talking about Velna Maderos, BKG, and Cole Sager. Uh Cole Sager is you know, uh, Chase talked about it on the broadcast. You know, he's very good in this style of workout. He's got an incredible track record. And those other three guys are the three you know, those are the three guys to beat at this competition. I think everyone kind of knows that. I wonder if how relevant, and I know this is a common theme for all the broadcasts and, and, and competitions. I wonder if Hopper would have been in the second heat if he would have done better. Well, he's he's um, 39 seconds behind the fourth place guy, which is sort of a lot. Um, I, you know, it's it's hard to say. But there's always the potential that he pushes a little too hard against those guys. So he might have actually benefited from being in the first seat on this one. Will they restructure the um, the heats now? Will Hopper now go into the last heat? Well, I don't know if they've released the format for the Bella Complex tonight. You know, they had that that single platform out there for the Elephant Bar deadlift. If they're using that, then the then it's I mean it's possible they'll. They'll do like a, a ladder like they did with the snatches and the cleans at the games the last two years. But man, I feel like that would be a really long ladder and, and an like unnecessary long event. Cause it's not just one, it's not just like you're going up and hitting a snatch. You got to clean it, jerk it, squat it, jerk it. And how many times are you really wanting to do that? So depending on the format, there might not be a heat is what I'm saying. Like it could just be a running group of guys. Um, but my guess is if they are running them in heats that the heat, if I was doing this, I would do it in like, you know, um, maybe like four groups of five and have them have an opportunity to each lift in like a circle type, like a, or a, a, you know, whatever, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, and give them some number of attempts to do. Um, and then I would reseed for tomorrow's events. I, um, even if you did that lift in 40 seconds and then you did it, gave a 20 second, 20 second transition that would take 20 minutes to do one round they would never do that and if you had 10 rounds now we're there for two hours or no 200 minutes worse um so so there must it must be more like the way you said said they're going to do it like five at a time or something or 10 at a time or they could have a, a fixed amount of time to lift like they could set up 10 platforms out there right and and say okay you guys have 10 minutes to establish a max for this lift. Oh, oh, right. God, I kind of I kind of would like them to narrow it down to five guys and then let them go one at a time. Yeah, I mean, I think that in this, you know, the, if that's the thing that's so weird about the scheduling. Like, 
there isn't that much going on today where they could do that with the number of athletes they have and the number of the events they have. But the way that the schedule is gone, the elephant bar deadlift took forever. They pushed this back event an hour. That event originally wasn't started to schedule or to scheduled to start until 7 p.m. Central time. How late are you really planning to have this go on Friday night with two more days of competition to come? Um, what I think they could have condensed the schedule, like look at all this dead time and wasted air right now. Like event one, men's and women should have been over by now. 15 minute time caps, three minute transitions. This should have been an hour long and all of event one should have been in the books. They're dragging this out way, in my opinion, way unnecessarily long and preventing themselves from having a showcase event like that in the evening with the, they had plenty of time to do it if they wanted. I think something happened also because yesterday when I looked at the schedule, this event was supposed to start at uh, 1140 AM. And then when, I don't know if it was you or John, but someone sent over the schedule to us this morning and it got pushed back 25 minutes. So something happened. It started at 12.05, right, p.m., uh, Pacific Standard Time? So basically, it got moved from 1.40 p.m. Central Time to 2.05. Oh. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, is there anything um, – there's a couple other things I want to talk about, but we could talk about it uh, after the uh, women's event goes here. Um, any, any surprises for the women's event? Who should we be watching? I mean, based on what we saw from the men and the rope climbs being so significant – <clears throat> I think that Sam Briggs might do pretty well on this. I don't think a lot of people are talking about her. Where, where did you go? And, uh, you know, I think um, Tia, I think Tia and Laura, Sam Briggs, um, that's, that'd be my pick for the top three. Um, okay. So, so basically after seeing it, you're saying that Sam, um, you, you would move Sam up because she wasn't originally in that. Yeah. Is that I just, correct? Yeah, I think she should do should do well on this. Okay. Uh, anything else we want to say before we uh, sign off and, and and check this out? No, I think that's good. And enjoy the women's event one. <laughs>